Welcome to the Focus on Greatness podcast. I'm your host, Hiram Roche, bringing you another inspirational message designed to help you focus on the greatness that's within you. I remember when I was first looking at starting my podcast, one of the things that I was looking for was a cost efficient place that I can be able to do what I was dreaming and doing with Anchor. I found that I found a free platform that can be able to give me the tools to make sure that my podcast sound good from edits to music to different other things, variety of things that can be able to assist me to make sure that I had a professional sound podcast. But then also one of the things I found that I loved uh, when I started to use Anchor was they have various of different places that they are able to distribute my podcast from professional places like Spotify or Apple Podcasts and many, many more. Now, with this, the thing that I'm I love to do is because I might not do it in my house or I might need to do it in my car. So I'm able to use record on my cell phone. I'm able to record on my tablet or even my computer. So for you to be able to do this as the podcaster, you need to make sure that you download the app to your phone, to your tablet. You can do it on an Android or on an Apple product. But also, if you want to be able to access it on your computer, you have to go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, anchor is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Welcome to the team. So we have been on this conversation. We started on our last podcast and uh, started this conversation called calling it Connect the Dots. Um, just for those that were not a part of the first one, did not watch the first one. I would love for you to go back and watch that. But I want to catch everybody up um, on what this conversation has been about. Now, last time, what we discussed is we discussed this concept of what Connect the Dot is. Now, as a child, I remember this and I and some of you probably remember this as well. There used to be a sheet it was this blank sheet of paper with basically a bunch of dots on it. And um, as those with those dots, the whole concept of connect the dots was that you had to be able to literally connect each dot. And what you recognized after you connected each dot, that whatever this thing was, it, it, it revealed itself after you was connecting every dot. It did not reveal itself. You did not know what type of picture it was until you finish the fullness of the picture of connecting each dot. Um, personally, I believe that that concept is really a, a good picture of what our lives are when it comes in reference to everyone or us finding what our purpose is in life. Um, again, for those that are just coming on, I ask that you just you know say a hi so I can be able to acknowledge you in the room. Um, and please also make sure that you are sharing this with your friends. If you do not mind, I want you to also pre uh, start a live so that other people can acknowledge and see that we are on and everything is getting ready to, we're about to jump into it in a few minutes. And so, or a few seconds, really. Um, but 
where, where this concept for me came from is I was, I was looking at and I was really meditating on the concept of this mindset of, of purpose and, and what we look at is what purpose is or what we're trying to find, what our purpose is in life and what our purpose is and why we are here and all of those major questions that we ask. And so what, what I end up recognizing is that just like this concept of the connected dots, there are different assignments in our lives. And there's different things that transpire in our lives, transitions, um, there's there's time and there's change, there's growth, all these different things that ends up happening in the development of us reaching our purpose. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to be able to take some time and really give us some insight on how we can get closer to our purpose. And I believe the way that we do that is using this concept of connect the dots. Now, last time I gave um, some concepts context or three different pieces of what these, what the breaking down of connect the dots was. I used, um, in reference to the dot itself, each dot um, on this sheet of paper of life, I would say, is transition points. So each dot in our lives is a transition point. It's a place in our lives where we have transitioned from one place to another. Now, what moves us from one transition place to go to another transition place is what I'm calling the movement, which is your assignment. Each assignment moves you from one transition to another transition. Now, in between each transition is what we consider the line, is the line that connects each dot to itself. And what is in for me, what I look at being the line is time and development. Now, this is what we broke down and kind of went into on our last conversation on uh, on the podcast. And so what I wanted to do today is we use this person um, as a as a piece of our conversation um, in reference to using as a template to be able to give us a great example of what this looks like. And so I want to dive in and talk about this today. So today's conversation in episode two of Connect the Dot, what I want to be able to talk about is the transition. Now, can you do me a favor and post in the comment the transition? Um, because what I want to do is I want to make sure that all of us get this context of what we'll be talking about today and the conversation that we'll have today. And so again, it's going to be the transition, the transition. That's what we're going to be dealing with tonight. So in Genesis, Genesis chapter um, 30, uh, well, actually ch- uh, chapter 45 is where we'll be coming from. And we'll, we've been talking about this man named Joseph. Um, and so what Joseph, Joseph, again, to me, is a practical picture of what this is in reference to the transitions, the time, the development that you see him go through, all of these things in getting to this point of his purpose. So in Genesis chapter 45, I want to read just a few verses of scripture. We're going to use this as our base point, and then we'll build from here. So Genesis chapter 45, starting at the fifth verse, Um, and I'm going to read probably from verses five to verses seven, just two verses, and then we'll dive right in to the conversation. In verse five, it says, now, therefore, be not grieved nor angry with yourselves. He's talking to his brothers at this point. Um, and if you don't know the storyline about Joseph, not only do I want you to go back and watch part one, but I want you to take the time to actually study Joseph's life. Joseph, we'll talk about in depth, went through some very interesting things to help him 
um, and develop him different changes, different things that he went through to get him to this thing or this piece called his purpose. So verse five, again, it says, now, therefore, be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that ye sold me hither for God did send me before you to preserve life. For these two years has the famine been in the land, and yet there are five years in the which there shall neither be earnings nor harvest. Verse seven, and this is our major piece. And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. Now in this, I see two major things in verses seven, and this is where we'll build this. Um, there's two major things that I'm seeing in this. Hey, Trav, how you doing, man? Um, there's two major things that I see that is happening in this, in this scripture context in verse seven. One of the things that I see is the assignment. Um, Joseph looks at everything that transpired, all the different transitions, all the different things that end up happening in his life. What he realized at the end of it is all of these things were assignments that I was sent on to do. And it helped me to get to the place for my purpose in life. And what, what we see here is what his purpose was. And I'm going to read it again. So we all see it is in verse seven. Again, he said, God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity and the in the earth this is the assignment he sent me before you he sent me before you on an assignment so that i can be get able to get into a certain position so i can so i can be able to save you or serve you as a posterity in the earth meaning i could be able to help you so god assigned me to be able to be sent before you so that in my purpose i can do this and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So my assignment was I needed to be sent before you so that I can be able to be developed and grown and go through all the changes and maturity that I needed so that when time, when the time came, I can be able to function in my purpose. Now, again, tonight's conversation that we're going to be dealing with is the transition. Now, for those that are just coming on um, and, and has not been a part of this conversation, last time we talked about some things, we were dealing with this concept of connect the dots and in connect the dots, we gave three different breakdowns. One of them was the dot itself is transitions. We said the movement from each transition is going to be the assignment and then the line in between each transition is going to be time and development. But tonight, what I want to be able to deal with and what has been on my heart to be able to deal with is this concept of transition. Now, as I have studied <laughs> this concept and went to go look and watch Joseph's life, what I realized is Joseph went through about, I would say about four to five different transitions throughout his storyline. Now, Joseph's storyline starts in Genesis chapter 37, where he is kind of in where he's introduced into this story. And for some of us that know about Joseph's story, the thing that we know, and most importantly, um, that, you know, surely if you've been in church settings, if you've heard any form of scripture or conversation when it comes to Joseph, majority of the time we look at, we look at this main thing of Joseph had a dream 
And then Joseph went from, you know, Joseph, because of his dream, he went to prison and he went from the prison to the palace. You know, he 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 went from, you know, from the he went from the bottom to the top. You know, and we and we look at that and we rejoice in the context of he went through he went through trials. He went he was in a bad position, but he ended off on top. But my question that I ask myself is, is why? Why did God feel like or why did Joseph need to go through all of these different transitions? Why did Joseph need to go to the to the prison? Why did Joseph need to be able to go through all of these different pieces? Hey, Jay. Hey, hey, Brandon, how you doing, man? Why did Joseph have to go through all of these problems just to get to the palace? So my, while I was thinking about this question, I started to realize that there was different, different pieces that he started to gain different things, different transitions that was happening in the midst of him having this dream and all the way in until he ended up into the place that he needed to be at the end. So this is where I want us to be able to look at. I first started to examine something. What I examined in the entry was I saw that Joseph was a dreamer. Now, I, I want you to be able to have some form of response in this conversation. So I want you to, if you're a dreamer on here listening, um, if you're listening live, if you're going to be listening to it later on, whatever that might be, I want you to post in the comment section right now. Um, I want you to post in the comment section right now. I'm a dreamer. Now, I, I realized there was something that was very powerful about Joseph's dream. Now, I've read this context before. And, and when I seen this before, I used to think that Joseph told his dream to his brothers as well as to his father and his family because he was trying to do it in a braggadocious way. Um, I was looking at it in in this aspect of because Joseph was, you know, the favorite of his father, because Joseph was, you know, this this certain type of person. And Joseph understood that his brothers might have been jealous of him because of these th different things. I started to look and I was looking in the lens of Joseph might have been telling them this thing because he wanted them to be jealous of him. You know, I, I looked at it in this context, but then when I started to look a little bit deeper, what I started to realize is that Joseph wasn't telling his brothers and his family this so he can point himself or push himself off as somebody that was greater than them. No, he was trying to be able to share with his brothers. Now, all of his brothers that he communicated with were all of his older brothers. So he's sharing with his older brothers. And then sharing with his family, the remaining of his family, his fathers and all of those, this dreams, these two major dreams that he had. And in these dreams, both of these dreams show that it was going to be a place and a time where all of them would bow down to him because they had lack and he had plenty. And he was going to be in a position where they would need to come and bow to him. And he was sharing this dream with them. And in this, the scripture says, because his brothers did not, basically they didn't like what he shared. Um, because of this context, his brothers became more angry at him. And then when they had a moment to be able to do something about it, their statement was to him or to each other, let's deal with this dreamer. Let's kill 
this dreamer. Let's let's put him. Let's let's take him out and let's see if we deal with him. What will happen to his dreams? So while I'm reading this context, this begins where this first transition in between his first transition point of what is about to transpire in his life. But what I wanted to understand is why this is a, a question that I normally ask. I talk to the scriptures. My, my uncle taught me this years ago. You got to ask the scriptures questions. So I asked the scriptures questions so I can get a clear understanding of why these things was happening. But as I'm reading this, the question that I asked myself is, have you ever had a dream? And when you had a dream and you shared it with people that you thought was going to be your support system, when you when you shared it with people that you thought would be your be your encouragers or when you shared it with someone that you thought would be able to support you in this dream. But they didn't. They didn't like you. They it's not that they didn't like you per se. They they might didn't like the dream. They didn't like what the dream might have come across in saying or what or they thought the dream was too big for somebody like you or or whatever the fact may be. Have you ever had a dream? And for whatever reason, you felt like the people that you shared it with wanted to kill it. This is Joseph's scenario right here. He's in a moment where he has just shared his dream. Now he's trying to go out and find his brothers. And now his brothers want to kill him because of the dream that he shared with them, which takes him into his first transition point. Now, each point, I'm going to share something with you that I believe is very, very powerful. Now, again, I said he went through about four to five different transitions. But there's something that I want you to be able to see, because, again, I ask myself at the end of it all, what were you trying to teach him? What were you trying to teach us? What what lesson can we pull out of this? Now, what we identify is this throughout these contexts of Joseph's life, throughout looking at different pieces of Joseph's life and every transition that he went through, which I'm going to break those things down, but every transition that he went through. What I realized about Joseph is one made a couple major things. Joseph was disciplined. Joseph had good character. And Joseph was consistent. Now I'm going to say this again. Joseph was disciplined. Joseph had good character. And Joseph was consistent. Now in every transition, again, I've already said in between each, there's something that you need to learn. There's something that needs to be developed in you. There's something that needs to grow in you there. There's changes that have to happen in every single transition. So throughout Joseph's every transition that Joseph went through, there was some form of change. There was some form of development. There was some form of growth, but there was something that I continue to see that was consistent. Joseph was disciplined. Joseph had great character. And again, Joseph was consistent. His first transition, his brothers has now sold him off. He's now left the place that he's more comfortable with. He's left the place where he's sitting with his father and, and being loved by his father. He's left the place of being comfort, of being free. 
to now being in a place where he's a slave. His brother sold him off to a slave or really to a merchant. And this merchant now has traveled from where he was and taken him to a place called Egypt, taking him to a place that he didn't understand the functions or the, or the, or, or the rituals of how this thing uh, functioned, how they did things. What he understood was what he was taught at home. Now he's placed in a place that's not comfortable at all because being a slave is never comfortable. So now he's sold off. But I love this context is crazy as it sounds. He was sold off, but he wasn't sold off to just anybody in the kingdom. He was sold to a man named Potiphar. The scripture shows us, which I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you this, is actually in Genesis chapter 39. Genesis chapter 39, this is what it says, and I want to read it because I want you to be able to see this whole piece of this transition. It's very, very powerful, and it's going to be helpful for whoever is paying attention. I promise you it will. Genesis 39, it says this, And Joseph was brought down to Egypt. And to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, a captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelite, which had brought him down from thither. And the Lord was with Joseph. Here we go. And he was a prosperous man, and he was in his house of his master, the Egyptian. Here goes the piece. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hands. So this is the question that I ask myself. And this is the question I ask you. How did Potiphar see that the Lord was with Joseph? The reason why I say this, I know up front what we think about is, is because everything prospered in his hand. No, the scripture, and I'm going to read it one more time so you can see this. It says this is in verses um It's in verse three. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and meaning addition to that the Lord had made all that he did to prosper in his hands. So the question again is, what was Joseph doing in this transition? Again, he's a slave. He's he's taking out of his comfort zone. I'm going to break all this down in a minute. I promise you I am. He's taken out of his comfort zone and now placed in a man's home to be his servant. And the man Potiphar looks is watching Joseph because Joseph is living in his house. And what he sees about Joseph is that the Lord was with him. And again, the question comes, how did he see that the Lord was with Joseph? What was Joseph doing that made Potiphar pay attention to him? And I believe again, he was disciplined. He had character and he was consistent. What I can picture in my imagination of what Joseph might have been doing every morning, rising up early, doing his devotion being dedicated to whatever work he had to do and and serving and doing all that he could, being respectful, his character, his integrity. 
his discipline and his consistency. And this is what happens because of what Potiphar saw. He then takes Joseph and elevates him. But before we can go into this next transition, I want to ask you, are you disciplined or is that a struggle for you? In the area and the place that you're in right now in your life, are you disciplined enough? Are you disciplined to be on time? Are you disciplined to wake up on time? Are you disciplined to be able to do your work? Do you have good character? Can you stay consistently doing what you know you're supposed to do, even when people are not watching? Do you have good character where someone can be able to trust that you are honest? Because understand this, the next thing I'm going to read that shows his next transition is what ends up happening is Potiphar takes him to another level. And the scripture says that he placed everything in Joseph's hand. You have to be trustworthy. In every single portion of his transition, we can go through. But in every piece, what I realize is, is your discipline. It's your character. It's your consistency. And every transition, he had this as his base. Yeah, he might have learned something new in working and serving at Potiphar. He might have been able to see how Potiphar communicated with guards or how he treated different people that walked in because he was in a high office in reference to over the guards. So he, he was able to view and see different things that he would not have seen he would not be privy to if he was still at his father's house. So I don't want us to get, I don't want us to lose that he's going through transitions and in between every transition, he has to change. He has to develop. He has to mature. Some people say the reason why Joseph had to go through this is because he had to learn humility. I don't know. I don't know if it was humility. I don't know if it was more so, I don't know if it was humility more than it was. He just needed to grow up. See, understand Joseph was loved by his father. And so because he was so loved by his father in this context, visually speaking, I can see his father cuddling him, not allowing him to go through things, not allowing him to be able to feel the pressure that will help him to develop. Have you been coddled? Some people have, some people haven't. But I understand that the pressure, no matter what the transitions are in life, all of the different transitions that Joseph went through was, was different pieces that helped him, that brought some form of pressure in his life that helped him grow, that helped him develop, that helped him mature. But what was consistent about him was his discipline was his character and his consistency. Now, this piece right here, I do want to hit this and I want to hit this next transition very hard because it's, it's very important for me. He's now been elevated to a new place, a new posture where now he has more responsibility because Potiphar had to be able to see again that he could be trusted with this. Now he's trusted everything in Joseph's hand. Joseph is doing what he was doing when he first walked in the door, being consistent, 
being disciplined and continuing, continuing to function with the right form of character. Now he's in a place in this high position where now Potiphar's wife is trying to hit on him. Now I'm going to hit somebody with this. I promise you. Now he's in a place where Potiphar's wife is hitting on him. Now I've heard it said this context, but when I read it, what I realized is it wasn't a one-time thing. This was a consistent pressure for Potiphar's wife wanting to sleep with Joseph. The scripture even says she even made two different requests. One, you can either sleep with me or you can just lay by me. I just want you in the bed. That's basically what she was saying. I just want you in the bed with me. It doesn't matter if you sleep with me or if you just lay beside me. There is something about you that is attractive that I want. If my husband has trusted you the way he's trusted you, there must be something in you that he sees. And what I see about you is very attractive. So what this shows me is when we are disciplined, when we have good character and being consistent, it's attractive. It attracts something to you. But what I also realize is that because you are disciplined, because you are having walking in good integrity, because your character is right and you're being consistent. What I see in this picture is you still would be tested to see. Do you have some form of vulnerability? Do you have a form of weakness? Will you compromise? In this transition right now, in this moment, it was not, can I trust you with other things? It was, will you compromise? Understand, if Joseph probably would have slept with his wife, you know how much more he probably could have done? You know how long he would have stayed in that position if he just would have slept with the wife? I want y'all to see this. If you, if you realize that if he would have compromised, if he would have compromised, he would have been stagnant in this position. But remember, this is not the end for him. This was not a part of the end vision. This is not what God showed him in his dream. So his transition at this moment where he's adding this portion of the transition is he's being tested. He's growing in this context of will you be that person? Will you be the person that that steals because you know you won't get caught? Will you be the person that looks the other way so that somebody can get away with something? See, this is what we really realize is all these things that we're seeing is what he was doing in the beginning. The entry of this, of, of, of when Joseph comes on the scene, it first tells, he goes back home and he's telling on his brothers because they did something wrong. He wasn't that type of guy. But it's different when you're at this level. But when you go here, can you still have the same form of integrity and character and discipline enough to say no when somebody wants to do something under the table so you can try to succeed. Will you compromise? Now, him not compromising now 
has placed him in prison. Now, in this moment, I want to pause just what this is really a side thing. I want to pause because for me, I thought about if I was Potiphar and a man was and my wife came and said, this man tried to rape me. He tried to take advantage of me. Now you've done this thing. I wouldn't have put you in jail. I'm Potiphar. I'm the captain of the guards, meaning I could have you executed. Why would I place you in prison? Understand, I want y'all to see, why would he place Joseph in prison if he believed what his wife said? I personally believe it was because of his integrity. It was because of Joseph's character. It was because of Joseph's discipline. It was because of his consistency that, that Potiphar says to himself, I can't see you doing that. But that's my wife, so I got to do something. So he places him in jail. He doesn't place him in any form of jail. He places him in the king's jail. Now here we go. Another transition. Now he's in prison. Now two other people come from Pharaoh and Pharaoh places two other people in jail. And I'm going to say this and we're going to wrap this up because I want you to get this. This portion right here is so very important. He gets in this jail. Two other people get in jail. The chef and the butler, basically the cupbearer. They're both now placed in prison. Both have a dream. But I want to pause before I say this next piece because of his discipline, because of his character, because of Joseph's consistency. He's now in prison. And the person that's over the prison puts him over in the prison, puts him in charge in the prison because they see the discipline, the character consistency. Now he assigns Joseph to serve the butler and the cupbearer. Here we go. They now have a dream. Both of them have a dream. They're in prison and nobody in prison know how to interpret this dream. But now they communicate and Joseph says, I see that there's a problem going on. What's happening? Why, why y'all so sad? And they tell Joseph the dream. Joseph says, listen, nobody, no man can interpret dreams. Only God can, can interpret dreams. Share this with me and I'm going to see what God says. I love this because what this shows me is, is this. This shows me that no matter where Joseph was, his discipline toward God put him always in a position where he can hear from him. But this is the real lesson. Here we go. He's in a position. He hears from God. He's interpreting both dreams. He gave both interpretations. Now, when he shares the first interpretation with the, with the cupbearer, with the butler, this is what he shares with him. After he gives him the interpretation, he says this, listen, man, because I know you about to go back to your position. When you get up there, don't forget about me. Hear this, because I'm not supposed to be here. I was stolen away. And now because someone lied on me, I'm here in this prison. Just don't forget about me. 
Then he goes and he shares the the other dream interpretation with the, the him and the chef. They talk and he gives him the, the interpretation. And the Bible says three days from that conversation, both the chef and the butler go up to the top. The butler goes back to his position. The chef then gets executed. Here we go. And it says this. And the butler forgot about Joseph. Here we go. The question that I ask you in this portion of this is what I learned is what do you do when you feel like you have been forgotten? What starts happening within you concerning your dream, concerning your goals, concerning your relationship, concerning the things that you that you feel like all deep inside of you that you're supposed to do in life? What happens when you feel like you've been forgotten, what happens? What happens to you? What happens deep inside of you when you feel like you have been forgotten? Now, understand, it wasn't just that he was forgotten. He was forgotten by somebody that he helped. <laughs> what happens with you? When you feel like I've helped this person to succeed, I've given you advice or, or I did this for you. I helped you out when you was in, when you was in a struggle, when you was going through your problems, I gave you advice and now I'm going through mine. And now I feel like I am being forgotten. What happens to you? I love this. Here we go. I love this. What happens to us all? Is we go back to a place and a position. Two of it's two different portions. It's it's either you go back to your fundamentals, which was he did and shows us as he went back, con staying consistent, staying disciplined, and staying in his character. I know it might have been frustrating because the Bible says it was two years. It was two years. Before he was ever acknowledged. So for two years. He's still being entrusted for two years. He's still walking in his discipline for two years. I know he probably was praying unto God and, and asking God, show me what to do. And God, be able to give me direction. God, give me insight. Allow me to be able to hear what's going on and, and trying and wanting advice and direction and all of those things in two years. Hear me. But he stayed disciplined. He stayed in his character. He stayed consistent. But sometimes what we do when we feel like we're forgotten, we give up. We throw in the towel. We say this must not be meant to be. Because we feel forgotten. But this is where I want you to be in this place. Two years passed. And the Bible says, now Pharaoh. Not Potiphar, Pharaoh, the king, the one that's above all the ki in this kingdom, the boss now has a dream and his dream is so disturbing to him that it says in scripture, it says in scripture, it says, and his spirit was grieved. His spirit was troubled. 
And now he's calling to find someone that can help him out. And I'm going to say this and I'm going to shut this thing down. Is when you are staying consistent, disciplined and having your character. You will always be ready. When it's time for you to be called. Because why? What your purpose is. What your assignments are for. Yes, they grow you. Yes, they develop you. But the recognizing of this whole thing. To recognize this whole thing. Is to understand this. That you are called to help someone. You are called, assigned to be able to help someone. His full purpose, as we read in the beginning, his full purpose was, and he said, listen, I had to be sent before you because I had to get into this position so I can deliver you. He was only called. He was only thought of again. Because Pharaoh's spirit was grieved. Pharaoh was going through and he needed someone to interpret the dream. Now, I love this. Pharaoh calls him. He gets before Pharaoh and he stays consistent. Pharaoh says, listen, man, I heard that you the man. You can interpret dreams. And this is what he tells Pharaoh, just like he told the chef. And the butler can no man do that, man. Only God can interpret dreams. He stays consistent. Now, understand this for those that don't know and can't and don't know this piece. Pharaoh thought he was God. So for someone to stand before a man that thought and called himself God to tell him. That God is the only one that can interpret dreams. The only one that can give you what you need. It's his consistency. That's a part of his discipline. And that's a part of his character. That's a part of who he is. So I end this in saying this. What I want you to do. It's not only fine. Last time I gave you an assignment and that was to be able to find out what your um, find out what your focus is in reference to your different transitions in life. And I wanted you to focus on those things. What has been your transition? But I want you to understand something. Are you being disciplined? Are you disciplined right now? How does your character look? Are you being consistent? No matter what transitions you go through, no matter where you are growing under for me, I I think about that. No matter where he went, he stayed consistent, but he still developed. He still was growing. But what helped him stay on course was he was disciplined because he had a good character and he stayed consistent. Are you? Are you staying consistent? Are you trustworthy? Can someone trust you with their business? Can someone trust you, trust you with their money? Can someone trust you with their soul to come into your ministry? Can someone trust you? And are you disciplined? Are you disciplined in the things that you are doing? 
Are you disciplined when it comes to reference to if you're in school? Are you disciplined in school? Are you disciplined when it comes in reference to your relationships? Are you disciplined when it comes in reference to getting up in the morning and doing your devotion or or getting up and doing some form of reading or exercise? Whatever that thing is for you, are you disciplined to do it? And if not, this is why I'm saying it. So that you can start developing discipline. You can start developing your character and you can start getting consistent. Thank you all for coming on today. Again, I pray that this has been a blessing to you. And I ask that you share this with friends, with family, because I want people to be able to be trusted with things. I want you to grow. I really do. I want you to grow. I want you to do all the things that you're supposed to do. I want you to fulfill your purpose in life. I want you to do all of those things. I really do with all of my heart. I wish that I could be able to help every single person to be able to understand what their purpose is in life and get to that purpose so you can feel the fulfillment and the peace and the joy and the excitement that that gives. But this is the reality. Even if I gave it to you, if you don't have consistency, if you are not having a good, if you don't have a good character, and if you're not disciplined, no matter what I could give you, you could not keep it. So I love you all. And I say thank you for trusting me enough to come on, spend some time with me right here on Focus on Greatness podcast, where we together are finding the greatness that's within. I love y'all. and See y'all next time, every first and third Monday, right here on Facebook Live, 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. I want to say thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I pray that whatever word that you have heard the thing that touched you. I pray that it inspired you to be able to make some form of change, to push you closer to your dream, to push you closer to that business idea that you had and you have. I want you to find that greatness within you. Can you do me a favor and continue on this journey with me? Every first and third Monday at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Focus on Greatness podcast. Follow me on all of my social media platforms so that us together can be able to develop and be the greatest person that God ordained us to be.